0: Today on City Cash Chicago, whether it was a new hot spot, an iconic tasting menu, or neighborhood staple, 2023 was another big year for Chicago's food scene. And while your boy ate a lot of good stuff this year, I wanted to talk to a couple folks who really got out to eat.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think my personal account is like 370 unique restaurant visits this year.
0: John Ringer and Adrian Kane from the Infatuation Chicago are here to talk about best new restaurants, favorite dishes, and spots to watch for in 2024. It's Wednesday, December 20th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is What Chicago's Talking About. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind y'all you got just three days left to become a founding member of CityCast Chicago. We really need your support to help make sure we can keep telling the stories you love and having conversations that matter in this city. And when you become a member today, you'll get cool perks like ad-free listening and you'll get to be a founding member forever. One of the very first. Head over to membership.citycast.fm to become a new member now. All right, let's talk about food. Good morning, Adrian.
2: Good morning. Nice to see you. You're here, you.
0: <laughs> nice to see you. Good morning, John.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Happy to be here.
0: Hey, happy to have both y'all in here. Uh, John, what was your favorite restaurant experience of 2023?
1: Oh, I think for me, it's like it's really easy. It's got to be Booney's uh, Filipino mm-hmm. restaurant in, you know, in North Center. And I think like, you know, it, it's very personal to me because I'm Filipino. I grew up eating this food, you know, my parents would always make it. And it's fun, like, because I brought my parents there, because they're like, they're <laughs> my radar. They're like, yo, can they make this? <laughs> you know. And then like my mom and dad, they came, we're eating there. Like, there's an awesome like playlist that's bouncing between like K-pop and like Filipino oldies. They're like old family photos. It's just like so welcoming and so inviting. And I still remember like my dad had like a first bite of sisig and it's like, this this pork hash that's like bubbling up on a sizzling pay- plate with you know a gooey egg on top and like spicy house made like sauce and he goes all right this is good i admit this is good <laughs> and i was like stamp of approval there we go like that's what's up
0: beautiful adrian same question to you what was, what was your favorite restaurant experience of 2023
1: you
2: know i was thinking about this it For me, it's probably um, Tuk Tuk, this Thai restaurant that I went to actually with the team, with the Infatuation Chicago team. And we had like a team dinner there. Everyone was there. And I just were just laughing and sweating because the food was really spicy and like sharing this fried fish yeah john you remember and we were just and it was casual and it was a good time and it was loud in there so we were loud and it was just so like the conviviality was happening and you know i don't even think we had booze because it's byo and i don't think we brought any but we were just having we were like high on spice it was just a really (laughs) good time and oh and it was a really hot day it was like 90 degrees Mm. remember that john it was like 95 degrees and we were just but it was just so much fun
0: what i love about both of y'all answers is as much as you could have focused on right the service and maybe the cost and uh, how good the different dishes were the cocktails so much of our experiences in these restaurants come back to the time we spent with our our colleagues and our friends or our parents i mean when I think about the, my favorite restaurant experiences, I think about the the chef that made me laugh at the at the chef's counter at Giant. Right? I think about oh, the yeah. date I was on at like one forty five in the morning at at Chee Cafe. I remember trying the pasta for the first time at Daisy's. Right, Adrian? I'm gonna ask you to go through your entire 2023 to this point, and what is the best <laughs> thing you ate at a Chicago restaurant this year?
2: All right. Well, you have to understand, this is just, this is very subjective. Um, For (laughs) me personally, the best thing I ate was the creamy chicken parm from Parvare.
0: It just was.
2: It just, I don't know if you've had it, but it just, it hit. It it was the perfect dish at the perfect time, if that makes sense. And it's Uh excellent.
0: I've had their brunch before. I've had the the waffles uh, during the day, but uh, Pravari is is a great restaurant. And they just got a, a larger location this year. Is that correct?
2: Correct. Yes. And that's why it actually we went ahead. They moved. They moved like a few blocks, I believe, east, um, mm-hmm. still in Westtown. And that's why um, we put them on our best new restaurants list because... You know what? New to us, new location, new menu, <laughs> new space. It's new,
0: right? Hey, shout out to Robert. Uh, John. What was the best thing you ate? I know you you was digging the creamy chicken farm too, but <laughs> but what's what's your uh, number one?
1: Yeah, so I think for me, it's kind of like like I'm it's it's a three way tie. Like okay, I, so <laughs> we're we're starting with the burger at Warlord um, in Avondale. Mm. So basically, this was a burger. I was like. Oh, this, this looks great. It's nice and chunky. And then you take a bite out of it. It's creamy. It's zesty. But then it's like I finished it and I was like, wait, there was no cheese on this burger. Like, I was oh. like, wait. And I, and I didn't <laughs> miss it at all. It, it, it kind of blew my mind. And I was like, I need to come back. And like, I've been back, I don't know, like four times since. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm in it, you know. Um, and then like two quick shout outs. There's like a really good tamarind fish soup at Boonies called Sinigang. Um, mm-hmm. It usually is like a rotating fish, but it's like a mainly tamarind and burnt tomato broth. I think right now it's like green apple and tamarind. And then I'm on a tamarind kick. There's this Cambodian restaurant uh, in Rogers Park called Kamai, And I had their tamarind spicy shrimp like for the first time like a couple weeks ago. And I was like, yo, I've been here before. I haven't had this. <laughs> and like, why have I not eaten this before? You know, that that was it.
0: No, that's that's a well-earned three-way tie. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on the Tamarind Kick, too. There's a restaurant in my neighborhood in Hyde Park called Edo. And I typically get, like, the chicken katsu when I go. But I've been getting the tamarind fried shrimp uh, over the last couple of months. Yeah, it, it is different. It is different. So a lot of these restaurants might be new to the listener's ear. And so when we're thinking about some of the biggest restaurant openings in Chicago this year, what were some of those maybe three or four just, like, can't-miss spots this year?
2: All right. So I already mentioned Pravare. Um, I'm also going to go with um, an Indian restaurant called The Two, which opened. Um, that place is excellent. That's in Avondale as well. Um, I also really loved Warlord. Um, mm mm-hmm. I, and I went there, we 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 all kind of visited Warlord multiple times just because the restaurant itself is, you know, their menu changes on a literally like on a daily basis. So it's one of those restaurants where you have to kind of keep going back to be like, all right, was this a fluke? Is this place, you know, was I was a, only there on a good day, but I went back multiple times and I really like that. And then there's a. Um, For like something a little bit more, um, I don't know, I wouldn't call it fine dining, but I would call it, let's say expensive dining would be Asador, Boston and River North. Um, If you're looking for a steakhouse experience that's different from a typical Chicago steakhouse, you know, just like a special occasion spot or even like a business dinner spot, um, I think that place is pretty special.
0: I mean y'all have given us some great ones and one that stood out that I finally got to try in just the last couple of weeks was Warlord and, okay. it, and it's a, it's an interesting one because to be a you know sort of hot restaurant and not have reservations you uh. just gotta pull up at some point between <laughs> 6 and 1am and, and try to get in and so I expected a little bit longer of a wait but luckily I got to the point there was no line a- around the block when we came in like I I, I wanted people like I, I grew up on the Chappelle show so like the player Haters Club. I like. I don't mind hating on the place. I would. I, I want. I wanted the hype to be a little like like not as earned. But then I was eating the steak. I got about halfway through, and I'm like, gee, I'm sleep right now. <laughs>
2: Jacoby you are speaking our language that is the thing right we're like is this rest? I know the hype comes and we're ready we're ready to be like nah this can't be it and then it is and then we kept going back because every time one of us would go we'd have an amazing time and we'd be like all right is this the hype machine <laughs> mm-hmm. someone would go back and we're like no this place is just really good <laughs> so good
0: John, 2023, we're still in pandemic recovery mode, and it feels like going out while I feel like everyone is, you know, still so excited to get out and try new things. It feels like I'm also like w- really thinking about where I spend my money, like, you know, how, what kind of time am I having out? When you think about Chicago's restaurant scene in 2023, like, how would you define it up against that where, you know, people are like really like thoughtful about how they, they spend their time out now?
1: For sure. Well, I think it's a mix of both consumers and also restaurants. Like I feel 2023, we're getting a lot of pop-ups again to kind of like test the waters. Like, is this safe for me to like invest, you know, a career in being a restaurant owner? And I think like pop-ups made a huge comeback in 2023. And like, similarly, I think takeout is still really, really big too. And so like Mm -hmm. people aren't always like, you know, necessarily wanting to go out, but they still want to get like a good meal. And like a lot of places have been jumping on the takeout train, providing like really good meals at affordable prices.
0: Yeah. I think about a residency slash maybe pop-up that was happening in, I think it was 2022 at Soho. Uh with Chef Sandoval and now that's yeah. Diego in some yes. respects, right? Now it's sort of a fool. John, did you have any other examples of maybe pop-ups you really enjoyed oh. in 2023 so. that you're, you're looking out for? Yo, yeah. Okay, so. I love uh, y'all energy. Like as, I, like, as I'm reading the question, you're like, yeah, I got yeah. this one. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I mean, it's like one of my favorite, like, it's it's a semi-permanent pop-up right now. It's like, it's in Spilt Milk in Logan Square indefinitely. Mm-hmm. It's this barbecue spot called Umami Q and it's like vietnamese chinese uh mixed with a little texan barbecue and like you know you've got your smoked brisket you got your crispy pork belly and then you have like this you know potato salad with like spicy fish sauce and you're like what is this? this is the craziest like <laughs> unexpected fusion thing but it totally works and you know and spilt milk has great cocktails too so like you're vibing out with the food, you're vibing out with the drinks. And like, especially in the summer, they have a great patio. So like, I was there maybe a little too often, but it was it was awesome. <laughs> that was like one of my favorite summer pop-up experiences.
2: I felt that there were a lot of, um, I guess I would say like 2.0s for restaurants, like Daisies, you know, it started in Logan Square, very small, opened up a new space and had like, you know, not to use this tired term, but like a glow up. Same with Prevare, same with um, even Soleil opened up in their, in their, like, the the chef's neighborhood. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so there was yeah, yeah. So there were a lot of, um, a lot of those moments were happening in 2023 that I found were really interesting um, to me personally, just as someone who does go out to eat so often um, to see these places kind of like, you got the sense that you were, you were eating at the restaurant that they always wanted to have. And now this was mm. their year that they could do it.
0: Adrian, we yes. all know that the restaurant business is one of the absolute hardest to maintain for a number of reasons. Were there any closures that really hit you different this year?
2: Oh, wow. Oh, man. Actually, I'm going to have to think about that for a second.
1: You know, I think right off the bat, I was going to say own an engine. Oh big
0: yeah. Oh. I was like that's that's one a lot of people talked about. Uh Yes.
2: Owen and Engine was one. I am like Well, Helmand, I mean, they're temporarily closed and they also made our BNR list. I'm hoping they come back, but that's one that I am I'm a little worried about. Um it's a Afghan restaurant in Albany Park. It was kind of new and we were hoping that we could, like, give it—we we liked it organically, but we were kind of mm-hmm. hoping that, like, it was going to make it. And um, right now, they're temporarily closed with no reopening date, so we're a little concerned about that as well. And, yeah, definitely Owen and Ninja, I was so sad about that. Uh,
0: I saw one, one food critic say the burger will live on in their heart forever.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, oh, and stomach, yeah. too. You never know. That thing is huge, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> Did you have some thoughts on that, too, John?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was also going to say seven treasures in Chinatown.
0: Yeah. hmm
1: Like, I've been craving that 554 every day since they closed,
0: you know. <laughs> and again, some of these places have been around for a decade. Some have been around for multiple decades. Uh, one that I think about, actually two that I think about, uh, Fisk & Co., Uh, downtown I was a big we were a big fan of their muscles. muscles and that was an example of a place that closed similar to my next spot the signature room where it feels like they just almost closed very rapidly like I just looked up one day and and there was a sign on the door and like signature room was downtown at the the Hancock and I know for a lot of people it's just sort of this fancy rooftop maybe overpriced cocktails in the sky but for somebody who did not go downtown a lot as a kid, it was one of those restaurants. The minute I had my first sort of adult job in my mid twenties, me and my homie was talking about, can we get a French seventy five, top shelf, can, can, please? Like, like that—that that was one of the places where we felt like we was we, we was living what what we thought adulthood was before we really realized what it was hitting for, which was send me back.
2: Send yeah, me well, back. no, the signature room. You, you, first of all, it did. It felt like a, it felt like a, a Partner that left in the middle of the night. You know, we all woke up and it was gone. The suitcases were gone. Signature (laughs) room had left. It felt very sudden. I agree. And it was such an iconic spot that it's like, you realize like no place is safe you know so mm-hmm. to speak
0: did, did you all feel like you know maybe abrupt closures was maybe not a trend in 2023 but just something that was popping up more and more especially again a couple of years after that that uh that recovery pandemic recovery money maybe drying yeah. up for a lot of people
2: yeah no i i certainly i feel that there's this enhanced sense of vulnerability um that i think everyone feels and that's why it's like I, I go to the places when I'm off the clock, the places that I really love, I go to a lot because you do have this sense that the um, places are vulnerable. I also think there's just, and this is just my opinion, but I do feel that restaurant owners are um, not as willing maybe to put up with some of the stress as they were before the pandemic. You know, they're not willing to like live in those tight margins. Um, I, I do think that there's this level of, you know, people want to be joyful and they don't want to revisit that time. Um, And I think people are more willing to let it go if they feel that it's not working out um, post pandemic. I think that's true in a lot of industries, but I certainly think it's true for the restaurant industry as well.
0: Were there any surprising restaurants? Like John, when you think about a restaurant you went in and you know, maybe you expected one thing and you got something completely different, good or bad. (laughs) What was the, what was the, the most surprising experience you had this year?
1: Well, I mean, you know, we, we've we talked about Helmand already. It's this Afghan restaurant in Albany Park. But, like, it opened up, and I grew up in Albany Park. So I've, like, passed that street corner going to the Brown Line, like, since I was, like, 12, you know? And, and so I see I was like, oh, yeah, there's there's this new spot I've never seen. Like, let me walk in. I walk in. It's, like, kind of empty. And I was like, all right, let's get some kebabs. Let's get those dumplings. And then they had this, like, lamb shank on this like rice with cranberries and like caramelized carrots. It was awesome, man. Like (laughs) like (laughs) this, like one dish after another, like the dumplings came out, they were covered in this like spicy red sauce and like garlicky white sauce. And I was like, all right, that's perfect. Pillowy and awesome. And then like kebabs came out super like well cooked, awesome like grill marks on like the shrimp, on the beef, on the lamb. And then like this giant plate of food comes out with this massive lamb <laughs> shank on this bed of rice. And I was like, oh, well, I was not ready for this, <laughs> but you know, like, like it, that, that's, those are the experiences, at least for me personally, where like, this is why I love doing this job because it, and it, mm. it's, it's kind of like gambling a little bit. Like you get this, you know, euphoric sense when something exceeds those expectations. And you had, you didn't know what you were buckled in for. And then it it just happens to be this awesome moment.
0: How many people did you split that lamb shangui or were you surprised (laughs) by yourself? I went with one
1: person, (laughs) one other person. It was two people. I was not ready for this. It's family
0: style. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) So yeah, guaranteed we did have leftovers. (laughs) Yeah, I was like looking at the other table over, and I kind of wanted to be like, "Hey, you want in on this?" Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Adrian, was there a restaurant the same for you that just sort of blew your mind in a way that you didn't expect?
2: I'm going to be a little bit more recent, which was um, going to Anelia. It's a Ukrainian restaurant that opened in the mm. old. Um, it's in Avondale. It opened in a space that was wherewithal. I don't know if you remember that restaurant. And man, this place. The best way to describe it is trippy. Um, it is it is full of neon lights. It's got these, like, wavy – I don't – it's got these, like, wavy, goofy um, lampshades. It's got mm-hmm. – It just – it's like a – I think John wrote about it. It's like a fever dream. Um, it's got these, like, sparkly Zakuski carts that are rolling around with, like, appetizers on it. And it's just – it's just not what I expected. You know what I mean? I just wasn't because I had been there when in it's like previous iteration, which was wherewithal, mm-hmm. which was very sedate. It was like a four course tasting menu. And I like walked in and this place just felt fun. And the Ukrainian food is fun. Like they made borscht fun. Like everything was just a good time there. And the music was good and the service was great. And it had been a while Um since I've been to a a brand new restaurant that I just couldn't wait to tell everyone to go to. Um, Mm -hmm. and now Anelia is kind of that. So, yeah.
0: Now I hear that. Um, soul food lounge, the second spot in Beverly is one of those spots that like surprised me because I mean, my mama cooks soul food. And so my bar is high. And so if somebody can reach that bar or even exceed it, it it feels surprising to me uh, each and every time. Well, I wish both of y'all happy eating in 2024. Another 52 weeks of just fantastic dish after dish app after app entree after entree a huge shout out to two of the members of the infatuation chicago team adrian kane and john ringer means a lot y'all make it time for citycast
1: thank you so much this was really a lot of fun thanks so much everybody this is sick this is so great
0: before i let you go i got one more favor to ask no no no, it's not the membership pitch again i mean i will say starting at just eight bucks a month you do get some cool perks uh and you get to say you helped out the homies but no no, no, i was gonna say if you've done all those other things head over to the chicago readers best of 2023 list and vote for citycast chicago as best podcast and hey chicago is best email newsletter i'd really appreciate it Now let's get to the good news. If you're an early riser, I might have the perfect concert series for you. Lynx Hall is home to the 33rd annual Winter Solstice Concert Series with three consecutive sunrise shows. You heard me right, sunrise shows on the 21st, the 22nd, and the 23rd at 6 a.m. I did say early riser, I appreciate you for listening, reading, becoming a member, voting for the podcast and newsletter and committing to being back here bright and early tomorrow. I'm going to talk to you then. Peace. Now this, this conversation is literally the example of just like, I can't believe they pay me for this. Like I'm just sure. (laughs) This is, this is for the listener. This is for city cash (laughs) Chicago, the family. No, 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 no. I just got the best story starter list for January through March.
1: We
2: got you should see that the spreadsheet madness we have over here. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's just it's so exciting. And Jacoby, you're fun to talk to because you're like you're in it with us, right? It's like
0: I know that spreadsheet is proprietary, but you know <laughs> And you as y'all marking them off, y'all want to shoot them in the inbox. I'll take them. I understand how it works, dude. Ever. seriously. I appreciate re- y'all.
2: Reach out anytime. This we love talking about. Like this is honestly so much fun because sounds like you really love to go out to eat, and that's the best—is making recommendations for someone who actually like will take them. <laughs> so.